This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Thursday, the 14th of October. In your sport today, the Dolphins joined the NRL, the AFL trade period wraps up, the WBBL starts tonight, and Chloe McArdle sets a new world record. This is your sport today. We start with Rugby League, Gabs and those footy fans in Queensland have a new team to root for. The Dolphins were officially announced as the NRL's 17th team yesterday, but we've got to wait a little bit until we see them play. What's that saying, Fez? Good things come to those who wait? Yes. Well, it'll be 2023 when the Dolphins get to play in the NRL, so just a little bit longer. There were strong reports that the Dolphins had got the nod on Tuesday, but it was confirmed yesterday, and we learned a few details about the club as well. So at this stage, they're just going to be called the Dolphins, not Redcliffe or Brisbane, but the club says it'll consult the fans before they land on a full name. So it's going to be a bit like the Warriors who play in New Zealand, but they're just called the Warriors. We also learned that the Dolphins must invest $2 million each year into grassroots footy, player pathways, and women's rugby league. And Fez, for the NRL, there'll be 26 rounds and 12 extra games per season. And that's up from 192 to 204. And that means more games, which means more money coming in. Yep, and all teams will get two buys each when the Dolphins enter the comp. Uh, so that's the club stuff. Now the Dolphins have to sign some players and a coach. But Gabs, that looks like it might already be locked in. Locked, but not quite loaded yet, Fez. I put the guns away. It's being reported that Wayne Bennett has signed on for three years to be the coach, but nothing official just yet. And that's a big deal, Fez, because he'll be able to attract major sponsors and good players when the Dolphins can start signing players. And that's from November 1. Rep players like Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith, Junior Paulo, and Cody Walker, who he coached at the Rabbitohs, they don't have contracts from 2023, so they could be targets for the Dolphins. But whatever happens next, expect to see plenty of player movement. It'll almost be like real-life fantasy football, eh? Cabs, uh, I told you we're not allowed to talk about fantasy after <laughs> you beat me in NFL fantasy last week. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's the Dolphins. Now we've got to wait to see who they'll sign in a few weeks. There are no new teams in the AFL, Gabs, but there are a number of players who will join new clubs after the trade period wrapped up last night. Uh, There were a lot of deals that didn't quite get sorted out, but as usual, a fair few trades got made right at the end of the 10-day window. Yeah, there are actually about five deals done in the final hour alone. But Fez, it's a deal that didn't get done, which could be the biggest thing to come out of the trade period. So small forward Bobby Hill, he wanted to be traded from the Giants to join Essendon for personal reasons. But GWS, they said no to that deal, which reportedly left Hill in tears and unsure what he's going to do next year. The Swans, they picked up Ruckman Peter Laddams from Port Adelaide. And they're getting a first-round pick in next year's draft from the Crows for defender Jordan Dawson. The Swans say they felt that Dawson was worth a bit more, but given he was off contract, they had to settle for what they got from the Crows. Yeah, the Swans wanted the number four pick in this year's draft, but the Crows played hardball there. Uh, As you said, Gabs, lots of trades went down late. There's a link in the episode notes with all the trades. Next up on the AFL calendar is the draft, and that's on November the 24th. 
It's October and we're still talking about footy when it's cricket season. Uh, let's change that right now, Gab. So yesterday, South Australia captain Travis Head created a bit of history with his second double century in a one-day game. It's always footy season, Fez. <laughs> but it's not that hard to get to 200 when you're hitting sixes like Head was yesterday. He scored 230 for the Redbacks in their big win over the Queensland Bulls in Adelaide. And in doing so, he's now the first Australian men's batter to score two double hundreds in a 50-over game. He first did it back in 2015 when he scored 202 against WA. And it's also the quickest one ever. He got to the 200 in just 114 balls yesterday. This is a pretty big knock in every sense for Head because he's trying to get back into Australia's test team for the Ashes after he was dropped last summer. He also hit 163 in the Sheffield Shield against WA last month, and there are still plenty of matches to come for him to push for an Ashes spot, the first test being on December 8. It is Gabs, and we've put a link to his highlights in the episode notes. Uh, today's trivia question is brought to you by Sportsmate. Uh, Head is one of three batters to hit a double ton in Australia's men's domestic one-day comp. Name the two others. Gabs, you got a clue? I was actually there for the first one. Uh, this name you'd find more in the NBA, I think. Uh, the surname of that player, you mean? Yes. Yeah. And the other one, this effort was no tall order. I thought you might go down that path. Uh, Very cryptic as usual. Find out the answer at the end of the show. We've got a bit more cricket for those of you who can't get enough and I'm putting my hand up. I count myself as one of those people. Uh, The Women's Big Bash League starts tonight, Gabs, and it's going to look a little bit different this year. Yeah, and we're not just talking about the new Nike uniforms that the players will be wearing. So last year, the WBBL was played in a bubble in Sydney, but this year there'll be no games in New South Wales at all. And that's because of COVID and all the border restrictions. So the comp is going to start in Tassie, then move to Perth, Adelaide and Mackay up in Queensland. The other big change, Fez, is the finals format. The top four, they still qualify, but this year third and fourth will play off and the winner of that match then plays second and the winner of that gets to play first in the grand final. But despite COVID, there are going to be 22 international players and, of course, the best Aussie players that we have. That's right, Gabs. Uh, there's going to be eight Indian players this year. Uh, mm. The Perth Scorchers and the Sydney Sixers are the favourites to win the comp. The Sixers play in the season opener tonight against last year's runners-up, the Melbourne Stars. That game's in Hobart. It starts at 7.40pm at daylight savings time. 24 matches will be shown on Channel 7 and all the matches will be shown on Foxtel and KO Sports. There's a link in the episode notes with all the details. Those who tuned in yesterday will remember we spoke about how Aussie long-distance swimmer Chloe McArdle was going for the world record number of swims across the English Channel. Well, Gabs, she's done it. Number 44 is in the bag. And the world record is all hers now, Fez. McArdle, she had a lot going against her. If you remember yesterday, we mentioned she had a chest infection. The waters were rough and cold at just 15 degrees. And according to the rules of the English Channel Association, swimmers can't wear a wetsuit or a swimming cap, so they have to put up with the cold at all times. The swim took her about 10 hours, and she celebrated with a bottle of English champagne when she arrived in France. She said it was a dream come true and that she hopes to inspire the next generation of open water swimmers. McArdle started swimming the channel back in 2009 and Fez, in 2015 she did what's called a triple crossing and that took just under 37 hours to complete. Gabs, I can't wrap my head around that. Um, We've put a link in the episode notes to the full story of McArdle breaking that record. 
I reckon Chloe would have seen plenty of boats during those 44 Channel Crossings gabs, but none like the ones that were on show at the annual Lake Yillering Regatta gabs. It's a boat race unlike any other. Yeah, Fez, this isn't your average regatta that you see in the movies. Yillering is a tiny town in Western Australia, about two and a half hours southeast of Perth, but it comes to life for this regatta, which has been held since the 1980s. For those of you who haven't heard of it, people build boats with whatever supplies they have. They come to town and then race on the lake. Now, when I say anything, I mean random bike tires, old kegs, and basically anything that will float. There were 22 boats in this year's open division. Not all of them finished, but that's when the crowd cheers the loudest. Fair to say we'd get a pretty loud roar from those in attendance. <laughs> yeah, we'd be definitely sinking if we built a boat cabs. Last year's event was cancelled because of COVID, but more than 2,500 people were over there for the weekend as the town of 100 took advantage of record rainfall in that region. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up and what do you got, Gabs? There was a wild game in the IPL this morning. Kolkata, they lost six wickets for just seven runs with four batters in a row getting out for ducks. But Rahul Tripathi, he came in and hit a six off the second last ball and that helped beat Delhi. And it's a big deal because the Knight Riders are now into the grand final where they'll play Chennai on Saturday morning. You catch that one on Fox Cricket. Uh, The answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Darcy Short with 257 and Ben Dunk with 229 not out. They're the other two Aussies to score 200 in a one-day game. Uh, So pretty big knocks there, Gabs. Huge knocks. And I guess the cryptic clues will get even harder on Friday because that's what generally happens with crosswords. So watch out for trivia tomorrow. Well, sounds ominous, Gabs. Uh, All right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for sticking with us. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. 